0: Hello, all stations. This is United States Coast Guard Sector Long Island United States Coast Guard Sector Long Island Sound break. Time 11:18 local time. 15:18 green speed Time. Coast Guard team, report of. Vessel Venture 28 Foot Blue and White Boat taking on water in the vicinity of Jones Do it. All the vessels in the vicinity are quite a sharp lookout. Assistant box bolt number for all science United States Coast Guard, Science Commander, Coast Guard Sector, Long Island Sound Break, this is United States Coast Guard Sector, Long Island. China.
1: So how's is that for a brand new or a custom introduction to this podcast episode? Welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. Of course, my GMRS call sign is WQXJ920. Today, we are talking about marine monitoring, as if you couldn't tell by today's custom intro, which was a pond, pond, or a notification by the U.S. Coast Guard right here, On Long Island. And one of my go-to things that I listen to during the summer is the VHF marine channels. And being here on Long Island, we're obviously surrounded by water on all sides, right? Long Island is a Long Island. At the widest point here, we're about 23 miles wide, but we're over 120 miles long. And there is quite a bit of waterfront property and maritime activity and boating is a huge way of life for many people out here on Long Island. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those. I'd love to get a boat, but it's not in the cards for me at the moment. So along the North Shore here of Long Island, just for a quick geography lesson here, we have the Long Island Sound. And this body of water basically runs between Long Island and Connecticut, and it empties out to the Atlantic Ocean to the east. But to the west... It enters into the East River, which runs between the boroughs of Queens and the Bronx, between the north and the south. It also transverses through Manhattan as it goes south. And then the East River eventually meets up with the Hudson River at the south end of Manhattan. Now, the Hudson River also splits New York and New Jersey along the west side of Manhattan. So as you can imagine, there is a ton of marine traffic along the Hudson River. It's a huge waterway that goes all the way up right from its entrance up through the Hudson, up between New England and New York, through the St. Lawrence Seaway, through Canada, and emptying out into the Great Lakes. We have cruise ships, commercial tankers, recreational vehicles, commuter ferries, and other maritime traffic. It is definitely an artery between the Atlantic and interior land here in the Northeast area. So this is what's in my backyard, and this is why I listen to VHF Marine. But if you're close to any body of water that you've got boats and maritime traffic, then you may want to listen to VHF Marine also. This could be a local lake or a fishing spot or anything else where you've got powered marine traffic. Now, these frequencies are also set aside globally, so it doesn't matter where you're listening to. This podcast episode applies to you. So let's talk about all the marine traffic that we can monitor on our scanners on today's podcast. Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you'll receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you could pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early, and also you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C. Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Shock Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Pruder, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, John Corduff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R. Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael. Lopez, Nicholas Stanger, Paul Teal, Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Roger Stenstrom, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, Ted Glendie, and William Arcand. All right, I want to thank Greg Weimer before we even start the podcast episode today because this was his idea. He emailed me a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, I got a great idea for a podcast episode. Why don't you talk about marine traffic? I don't think we've had one of these yet. And I think he's right. I don't think we sat down to talk about marine monitoring. Now, if you have an idea for a podcast episode that we haven't covered yet or you think we should cover again, please email me, phil at scannerschool.com. So, Greg, thank you. For submitting this idea so who should monitor marine traffic well every monitor every everybody should monitor marine traffic you never know what's going to be out there but who uses it well every mariner should have a way of contacting the coast guard if there is an emergency in fact they should also monitor to see if other vessels are having emergency right Obviously, boats like canoes or kayaks or something that is self-propelled or manually propelled most likely isn't going to have a radio on board because there's no power source. There's no battery, right? You're kind of like on your own when it comes to that. But if you have something that's got a, a motor on it or an engine, whatever, right, you most likely are going to have some sort of way of communicating with the Coast Guard. So where can we listen to VHF frequencies? Well, from 156 to 174 is basically carved out n- globally for VHF marine use. Now, something I learned while listening recently and also double-checking on the internet here is that some frequencies have new names. Now, this completely went over my head because, again, a lot of old, older listeners and older users aren't using the new terminology. So, for example here, channel 22alpha, may sometimes now be referred to as channel 1022. I'm not exactly sure when this went in, but I want to get it out of the way here in case I happen to mention 1022 as opposed to 22 alpha. You'll understand where I'm coming from with this. But on most scanner radios, there's already a marine bank already set up. There's already marine channels that are in there. You hit the marine section, and it will start scanning through all the VHF marine channels. One thing we need to know, though, about monitoring marine is that it is simplex with very, very, very oddball setups, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but for the most part, it's simplex or point-to-point. Now, it could be duplex where you transmit on one frequency and receive on another, but again, under very rare circumstances, will you ever hear marine on a repeater or through trunk systems, okay? Primarily, it is a simplex operation. And this means from boat to boat, ship to ship, right? Ship to shore, shore to shore. And what do these mean? Well, ship to ship is obviously from vessel to vessel. Ship to shore could be boatyards, harbor masters, bridge operators, right? Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a vessel that is X feet tall. I need you to open the drawbridge for me. Something like that would be a ship-to-shore communications. You can have shore-to-shore, which would be port operations, right? Anything that is on a naval yard or in a port of operation where you have maritime traffic and it's the conversation is for marine use, you can have a port-to-port operations. So when do we normally hear activity on these maritime channels? Well, we may hear, obviously, distress calls come out. Mayday, 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 vessel, whatever, whatever, taking on water, listing 15 degrees, abandoning ship, right? Something like that would be a distress signal that would go out. It may be just when you're navigating channels or busy waterways, right? This is vessel so-and-so heading northbound through the XYZ traverse, or through the Hudson River, following vessel, whatever, right? You could have it communicating across vessels. Hey, you know, this is so and so. How's the fishing today? Fishing over here is great, but we had a, we struck out where you are now. Why don't you come over by us? You could have coordination between vessels too. Like, I'm going to pass on your starboard side, something like that. Meeting up with a group or a group of friends. Hey, party over at the such and such channel, or you know, meet us just south of the the monument or just south of the fishing pier and we're gonna we're all gonna tie up down here and, and hang out for the day, right? Again, fishing reports, asking for a bridge to open, announcing your intentions, those kinds of things are things you may hear on the waterways. Could be just a lot of nonsense, a lot of just conversations back and forth. Where I am, we have a lot of charter fishing boats, and you may just hear captain to captain talking about their hits and misses, activity through the day, what they're hauling on board, those kinds of things you may hear on these VHF marine channels. So let's talk about the layout of these VHF marine channels, because it's not just the Wild West, right? These are broken down by certain uses for frequencies. Now, again, you can always grab a chart of these over on Radio Reference, you can grab a chart... On, on Wikipedia, they're all pretty much identical copies of one another. So they're broken down into sections, right? And they're not conti- you know continuous you know channels one through five or six through whatever. I mean they're broken down in, into bits and pieces, right? But you have sections that are set aside for port operations, for commercial use, for non-commercial use, for intership safety, boater calling, coast guard, government. You have Digital Selective Calling, DSC, which we'll talk about in a bit, and also Automatic Identification System, AIS. Again, we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. But each country does have its own specific channel layout, with the exception that channel 16 is the international distress frequency, and all mariners are encouraged to monitor that channel at all times. Now, we also understand that not all vessels and not all users have multiple radios on their boat. So many radios will dual watch or will allow you to set up a scan list and you can run through these scan lists and and of course channel 16 should be a part of that scan list. Why? Well, when an emergency happens, that's the channel that the emergency is going to go out on. And when the Coast Guard has notifications for all mariners, that's also the channel that they're going to Let everybody know that, hey, we have a message. We want you to go to this channel to hear the message, or they may just broadcast an urgent message over channel 16. So it's very important to listen to 16. If you're not really into monitoring for marine traffic, hey, I urge you, just listen to 16 for a while and see what you pick up. So again, you may hear an emergency go out directly over the air. It's simplex. You may only hear the Coast Guard. Because they're, out, they're pushing out tons of power at a very high vantage point. They generally have towers upwards of several hundred feet right in port. They're pushing a lot of power. And they need this in order to hear vessels that are outwards from their listening station. But there are plenty of times, too, where the Coast Guard needs help hearing somebody and vice versa. So you may have a vessel that is somewhere between the vessel in distress, and the shore, who may relay information over to the U.S. Coast Guard and vice versa from the Coast Guard back to the vessel in distress. Again, my vantage point here with my antennas up here, I miss out on most of the vessel traffic, but I do hear plenty from the Coast Guard. I also hear from CTO quite a bit and also the constables that patrol the area. So, there's a lot going on on these VHF marine channels. And as we said, a lot of them are strictly simplex or duplex. Now, again, simplex is point to point, duplex is still point to point, but there are separate transmit and receive frequencies. Now, there are some occasions where you will find a repeater. These repeaters are typically handled here in the US by the US Coast Guard. Now, It's usually a crossband repeater, and the antennas are high up. For example, I am under the impression that Sector New York has an antenna and a repeater up on the Verrazano Bridge on one of the pylons up there or the top of the bracing, right? They could also have one on the George Washington Bridge. I'm not exactly sure which one here is true or not, but I hear that there's an antenna up there that monitors everything, basically. And what that does is it takes channel 16, and it used to broadcast it out over one of the UHF Coast Guard channels, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But most recently, New York City swapped out their DOIT system, which was the Department of Information and Technology. And now it's part of the New York City Interoperable Communications Network of New York or something like that. And there is a Coast Guard Talk group on there. And again, same type of setup where it receives the VHF 16 and patches it into the trunk system. This is great because if it's not encrypted, and again, I have to look at it and see if it's encrypted or not, but if it's not encrypted, that allows pretty much anybody to hear what the Coast Guard can hear. That's unbelievable. Again, you're going to want an outdoor antenna. You want something up high so that you can hear as much as you can. So these crossband repeaters work out in our benefit because if we can hear that with just a portable radio and a portable antenna, then let them do all the hard work for us with the heavy lifting. But depending how close you are to the Coast Guard station, you can use your own handheld radio as well and basically just hear what the Coast Guard hears. And a lot of what you want to listen to is just coming from the Coast Guard. Okay, at least here where I am. And again, there are other Coast Guard agencies right in every single country that has a similar type of setup right so on the other side of this break i know we're getting to the break rather quickly here but on the other side of the break we are going to talk about the u.s coast guard and what they are and who they serve and how we can listen to them a lot of what we talk about is going to be based on the u.s coast guard but we'll transfer over nicely to whatever country you want you are in with your own coast guard facilities out there as a reminder anybody who's a patreon three dollar a month supporter does not get this break if you want to help support us go to scanner slash patreon for everybody else we'll catch you on the other side of this break hey did you realize it takes us almost 100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you this doesn't even include website and podcast hosting administrative help and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So, if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process, and this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So, please, check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, ScannerSchool.com support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine as well as back issues too. Visit NatcomMag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on beside your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems, where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Phone and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell PogSac and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, phone, and Unication dealer serving the North American market. And of course, is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For all full inventory or to request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. All right. So before we get into the Coast Guard, let's talk about a couple of other agencies that help direct traffic and get Vessels moving to and from where they have to go, especially when we talk about areas like New York City, where you've got very, very tight waterways. You've got vessels that can't react quickly, such as cruise ships, tankers, and cargo ships. And then you've got a lot of tugboats helping them out, and a lot of personal users, and, and a lot of other stuff going on here, right? Well, what do we have? We have harbor masters, and harbor masters are like the air traffic controllers of the waterways. They will give you Clearance to enter in, or they will tell you who to follow in, or if you need a tug, right? Ferries will be on there announcing their intention uh, Staten Island Ferry, exiting terminal, uh, heading into Manhattan, right? And these ferries have their own waterways type of deal. They have their own routes they typically stick to. So if you're in a busy area, you're going to want to find out where the harbor master typically sets up shop in your area. That really should not be hard to find because. Just scan the VHF channels and you'll find them really quickly. But we also have, we talked about before the break, the AIS, the automatic identification system. Now, if you're familiar with ADSB, this is basically the waterway version of ADSB. ADSB is basically airplanes beacon out their registration number or their uh, identification number, rather, their heading or their or their speed. And their altitude. Well, in AIS, we get the ship's location and we get the ship's name, basically, right? And we can find out all of these vessels that are reporting on sites like shipfinder.com and shipfinder.co. And we also talked about, prior to the break, DSC, or Digital Selective Calling. This is kind of like the panic button on your radio, so what happens here is you would lift the lever on the microphone and push distress or SOS or Mayday or something like that on your microphone or on your radio that triggers a help response. And again, we're talking about the end user here, right? The marine radio, not your scanner radio. But it sends out a digital SOS basically. So this alerts the Coast Guard with your vessel ID And a GPS coordinate. of course, you hope that somebody had pre-programmed this, you know, the vessel ID into the radio and you're hooked up to the GPS with your radio. And it will send out that information to the Coast Guard so that you can help with the situation on board. It basically handles the radio duties for you so that you can get people on life preservers or start bailing out or get a fire extinguisher ready or something like that. Of course, the Coast Guards to want to come back to you and speak with you probably on 16 and tell you to move someplace else. But this is something that can help save lives as well. The AIS And the DSC, we can monitor using uh, software-defined radios. There's applications for that. So if that's something you want to monitor, that is something that you can certainly do as well with software-defined radios. So let's talk about the Coast Guard. We're going to talk specifically about the U.S. Coast Guard, but Coast Guards in general are responsible for the safety of the waters and those who use it. So here in the U.S., the U.S. Coast Guard is part of the U S military and their duties include maritime safety, maritime security, and maritime stewardship. I'm, I'm grabbing this off from their website now, right? Their missions include Marine environment protection, Marine safety, aids to navigation, search and rescue, maritime law enforcement, ports, waterways, coastal security, and drug, basically stopping the import of drugs, right? Into, into the area. so, They're also responsible, again, too, for maintaining the waterways or the navigational safety, such as buoys, right? Making sure that they are where they're supposed to be, making sure that they're functioning, making sure that they're, you know, the lights are working or the bells are working, right? Something like that. The U.S. Coast Guard will monitor Channel 16 on the VHF maritime or marine band for any vessels in distress, They will also send out notifications on that channel as well as channel 1022 or 22 alpha, sometimes also 23 alpha. Now, there's a couple of different notifications that we hear on these. Could be pon pon, mayday, or securité. These are French phrases. We also have, you know, hello, all mariners or just an informational broadcast as well. So the pan pan which is P A N P A N it's an international emergency call that somebody is declaring basically an urgent situation but it's not an immediate threat to any vessel or human life or people that are on board it's more of a emergency emergency broadcast so to speak the audio at the beginning of this podcast episode was a pawn pawn transmission. So let's take a listen to another pawn pawn, and I will let you know that they sent out a broadcast later on to say that everything was okay. So let's go ahead and listen to that right now. Pon
0: Pon 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 Hello Wall Station. This is United States Coast Guard Central Long Island Sound. United States Coast Guard Central Long Island Sound. Break. Time 2238 local time zero two thirty eight Greenwich mean Time. The Coast Guard has received a report of a possible person in the water north of Cab Tree Island off the Robert Moses Double Span Bridge. All vessels in the city request to keep a sharp lookout. Assist if possible, and report all signs the United States Coast Guard. Signed Commander, Coast Guard Sector going on sound. Break. The United States Coast Guard Sector on sound. Out.
1: All right, so that is a typical pawn pawn. Again, it's spelled out pan pan alert from the U.S. Coast Guard. Again, it's a emergency indicating that somebody aboard a boat is declaring an urgent situation, but maybe not an immediate threat to life or the vessel or people on board. Now, a security call is an informational broadcast, and this one is rather interesting. So, I was listening to this one go out. I had to do a little bit of uh, investigation, to be honest. We did it just to figured out if I was listening to what I was listening to and I'm sure that this is something that you may want to go back and listen to a second time like I did so let's go ahead and listen to a security call
0: security 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 all stations all stations all stations this is Coast Guard Tech New York Coast Guard New York Coast Guard New York break the Coast Guard will be conducting a M240B gunnery exercise on 16 June 2022 from 0800 to 1700 local time in position 40-10 decimal 188 north by 073-39 decimal 021 west 17 nautical miles from Ambrose Channel and is requesting a 3 nautical mile closest point of approach all concerned traffic should contact the Coast Guard on VHF FM channel 1-6 or call 718-354-4356. Break to the United States Coast Guard New York. Out.
1: All right. What do you think of that one? That one is a little bit interesting, right? I mean, you wouldn't want to come within three miles of that coordinate because you may be fired upon. I mean, holy cow, right? Yeah, I guess they use live ammo, uh, ammunition exercises out to shore. So that was quite a bit out from the Jersey shore. But again, that was Sector New York, right? Comes out of New York City. And again, I'm on Long Island. So the audio was low. But again, that shows that I can hear not only Sector Long Island sound, but also coming out of New York City. All right. So here's another one that's going to come in for you here. Again, this is, this is what happens when they start on channel 16 and then they ask you to go to another frequency to hear the full message now again this is another one where you do not want to be in the wrong place at the wrong time very interesting what you hear when you start listening to the coast guard right and my my hope is that i'm I'm getting your appetite wet to, to to see maybe you may hear other things too that sound quite quite similar to this it's not just all about fishing reports and high seas, right? So here is another security which starts on channel sixteen and moves over to a secondary frequency. I want to be able to put this in here so that you can hear what it sounds like when that happens as
0: well. Security, security, security. Hello, all stations. This is the United States Coast Guard Sector of Long Island Sound. United States Coast Guard Sector of Long Island Sound. Coast Guard Marine Information Broadcast concerning pyrotechnic exercises. Being conducted at the Whiskey 106 operating area, offshore Long Island, New York. Listen to channel 22 Alpha 157. one megahertz out. Securite, Securite, Securite. Hello, Wall Station. This is the United States Coast Guard Sector Long Island Sound break. The Air National Guard will be performing gunnery and pyrotechnic exercises in the Whiskey 106 operating area, offshore Long Island, New York. They'll be in the area from 2,200 local time to 2,300 local time. They'll be dropping four flares with a yellow flame and white smoke, the 40-minute burn time. And they'll be performing gunnery operations using red tracers. All Mariners are requested to use caution when transiting the area. Breaks. This is United States Coast Guard, Sector Longhouse. Sound out.
1: All right. Well, could you imagine being out at night and all of a sudden you see these flares go out and then you're being fired upon with tracers? Not really where you want to be in a rowboat, right? <laughs> it says traverse with right uh, caution. Yeah, I, I think uh, think you'd be opening it up full throttle and, and getting out of dodge if, if you're out there. So yeah, quite a few bit of pieces of information that happens out over Channel 16 and also this was on 22 Alpha as well or. 1022, right? So the only call I don't happen to have is a Mayday Mayday call, which again is is good. I mean, I didn't go looking for one either, but uh, these are just audio files that I've been recording here locally off my own scanner so that I have the right to use them. What I do want to do is I want to put another piece of audio byte in here for you. And this is basically just an informational notification by the Coast Guard. So it doesn't fall under Pon Pon, Mayday, or security. It might, but they didn't come over the air with one of those three, you know, one of those three designators again. So we're going to just call this one just a general. And uh, again, this one started on channel 16 and they moved over to 22. So let's go ahead and drop those pieces of uh, audio in here as well.
0: Hello, all stations. Hello, all stations. Hello, all stations. This is the United States Coast Guard sector, Long Island Sound. United States Coast Guard sector, Long Island Sound. Coast Guard scheduled marine information broadcast. Listen channel two two alpha one five seven decimal one megahertz out. Hello all stations. Hello all stations. Hello all stations. This is United States Coast Guard Sector Long Island Sound. Scheduled marine information broadcast break. Broadcast notes to man zero one one seven two two New York, Connecticut Bay to East Rockaway Inlet, Fire Island Inlet. Fire Island Inlet Light Buoy 3 has been reported as severely damaged and not displaying proper characteristics. All Mariners are urged to use caution while transiting the area. Sector Long Island Sound, broadcast notice to Mariners 0116, Tech 22, Block Island Sound and Gardner's Bay, Gardner's Bay South Entrance. Gardner's Bay South Entrance, Lighted bell Buoy has been reported extinguished. All Mariners are urged to use caution while transiting the area. Break.
1: Now, these messages, they go on for like another 15 minutes or so. So, yeah, quite a bit of messaging that happens out on these routine messages. So, what if you wanted to listen to just the U.S. Coast Guard? How would you find them? Because the Coast Guard, again, these are on public VHF channels. Well, the Coast Guard has their own frequencies they use for their own use. A lot of these are P25. Many are encrypted. So, by me, it was a uh, sector, I think it was Jones Beach. I hear them all the time running exercises on P25. Occasionally, I hear them encrypted on two different frequencies. Seems of, as of late, they are full-time encrypted. So, where do we look for them? Well, they have basically a two-channel ta- designator. It's net channels. So, you'd have net, I don't know, 11, net 12, right? That's That's where they would be for us. And that's what they would be if they were analog channels. But if they're going to be P25, net 11 and net 12 becomes net 111 and net 112. And these are VHF channels that float between say 139 and 140, 150 to 172. Now there's also UHF channels and they are basically from 406 to 420, right? Right in the middle of the Fed band. And their designators would be net 4 whatever, so net 414, for example. Now, again, there is a whole list of these frequencies online. We'll try and put a link to them in the session notes. But, again, they're not all in use, right? They, they pick one or two, and they stick with them in the area that they are in. They also have air-to-air operations and air-to-ground. So, for example, the primary frequency for air-to-air would be 345.0 a.m. Secondary would be 237.9 a.m. Air to ground, 326.15 a.m. The secondary, 379.05. There's some old channels that still may be in use depending where you are. Those would be 381.7, 381.8, and 381.9. So in my area, like I said, I've heard plenty of P25 traffic on both net 11 and net 12. So that would be net 111, net 112. But like I said, lately, they've been encrypted. I'm hoping that one day they turn off the encryption and I can listen to them again. But again, you hear a lot of exercises and stuff like that happening on these channels. So hopefully your sector is not encrypted. But in addition to the Coast Guard, what else do we have out there? We've got the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. And this is a civilian branch of the Coast Guard. Now, again, from their website, their mission is to promote and improve recreational boating safety, to provide train crews and facilities to augment the U.S. Coast Guard and enhance safety and security of our ports, waterways, and coastal regions, and to support the Coast Guard operational, administrative, and logistical requirements. The auxiliary operates in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, American Samoa, and Guam. Here's the deal. If you are in the U.S. Coast Guard auxiliary, I would love to have you on the podcast. Just like we had CAP, the Civil Air Patrol. We had a whole podcast episode just dedicated to that. I'd love to do the same thing for the Coast Guard Auxiliary. So instead of me talking about what the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary does and how they function and everything else, I'm inviting you on the podcast. So please reach out to me, phil at scannerschool.com. Kind of leaving a door open here, right? We're going to leave this topic open hoping that somebody wants to come in and talk about it. Again, you can also go on to scannerschool.com, click on podcast and be a guest and then fill out the calendar and we'll talk about it. I'll send you the Zoom link pretty much right away. And then we can talk about the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. The Coast Guard Auxiliary does have their own repeaters, at least where I am. And we can listen to their nets happen. Uh, we can hear them listening on Channel 16 to talk with the Coast Guard. But we also have a couple of other safety agencies that operate on the waterways. I want to talk about it really quick before we wrap things up here. We have... Enforcement agencies like constables, right? We have bay constables where I am. And each town, small hamlet or whatever, has their own constable. So we'd have the town of Oyster Bay. We'd have the town of Hempstead. We'd have the town of Oyster Bay. I'm sorry, the town of Babylon. Repeat myself here. And each one of them would operate on, again, on Channel 16. They would help out. You know, I've, I've heard them get dispatched out to boats that have sunk in the canals, And they'll come back to the Coast Guard and say, yep, we have a boat that's that's submerged. We have oil and gasoline in the water, something like that, right? They also go out there and do enforcements and, and stuff like that. So, again, you may hear the constables on a trunk system or a county repeater system or just on the VHF channels. You may also hear your local police department would have their own boats, right? So, you'd hear them basically on wherever the police are operating, and also, fire departments may also have boats and rescue units as well. So, there's a lot to listen to when it comes to the marine frequencies, and we should talk about this. So, if you know of something that I left out or something that you listen to, let's talk about it over on our Discord channel, scannerschool.com discord. And if you have any questions about anything we talked about today or you have anything else you'd want to bring up as far as a question, because I'm always looking for questions for our next, next X Scanner School, 516-308-2885 or use the link for SpeakPipe over at ScannerSchool.com slash ask to be in a running for a free tutoring session. And again, if you're Mike shy, fill out the form right there. Email me, fill at ScannerSchool.com, and we'll read your question aloud here on the podcast. So if you think that there's somebody out there that you know that could benefit from hearing today's podcast episode, please share it with them because that is how we help more people with the scanner radio hobby. Make sure you subscribe to our our YouTube channel and also to our podcast and are also signed up for our email newsletter. We'll let you know once a week what is happening with the podcast and on the uh, YouTube channel and maybe even throw in some tips and tricks for you. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I think we're at the right time for this, being that it's, you know, July now. Would have liked to have done it last month, but again, it worked out great, Greg. Thank you so much for reminding me to do a podcast episode on marine monitoring. My name is Philip Denberger and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next week, 73.